Hello and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul and my co-host Justin Baker and I are ready for another top 10 list and we hope that you are too. This time we've we've taken a little deviation away from the uh, the top 10 players on a team and thanks to a request from CJ on, on Instagram, we have decided to do the top 10 players who've played over 1,000 games. Uh, CJ also, he, uh, he submitted his list of guys and, uh, he's pretty much spot on with, uh, with most of the stuff that I have. There's kind of some obvious ones, uh, but I think our list will share some, some guys. Yeah. I'm most sure there'll be a couple up towards the top, especially. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we'll, uh, any, any big differences we'll point out. We'll, uh, we'll toss things out there. And, and hey, if in the future, if you have an idea for a top 10 list, maybe something a little more obscure that you'd like us to rank, we would uh, we'd definitely be open to it. No promises, but, you know, I <laughs> can't promise things. But uh, I think that uh, we should just start with our just miss. So and, and just just so that we're we're on the same page, we're not putting in players who are uh, are current because obviously there's some guys who uh they haven't played a thousand games yet but there's a good chance that they'll hit that and we'll see uh, what they do at the end of their career but these are all inactive players and there are no goalies on this list because uh there's no there's like three goalies who have played over a thousand games so everybody would be yes <laughs> everybody would be in would be eligible for it but if we could find the like all right what's the What's the number of games? Maybe it's like 500 for a goalie and 1000 for a player. Yeah, that'd be fun. Because uh, yeah, maybe we'll do a we'll do a list of some some uh, goalies who've played a little less in the future, but for now, it is defenseman and forward, no active players, and uh, you're just missed, sir. Yeah, my just missed uh three guys on my just missed as per typical. Uh I got Paul Korea, Bernie Jeffrion, and oh, Boom Boom. Yeah, Boom Boom. And He's right there up on the wall. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I love that photo, by the way. Uh, and Alexi Ashen. Hitting my just Ah, Alexi Ashen. Interesting yes. call there. Uh, I, I have Paul Correa. He's the only one who who I decided to include on there. Uh, yeah, uh, people that that uh, also miss my list are guys who are like, re- they're real high in goals per game, like a side identity, guys who played like 300 games, and they're up at the top, like second all time in goals per game. Uh, it was, they played in the 1800s when there was like 20 games a season. 1800s. Sorry, the 1800s. <laughs> 1920s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 1800s. Hey, there are, there are, the Stanley Cup was hockey, first yeah. awarded in like 19, 1896. Do they keep stats back then though? <laughs> uh, not very good ones probably, but so yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Number 10. Who'd you have at 10? Ah, number 10 for me, I have Pat LaFontaine. All right. Yep. Yeah, one of the better Americans to ever play the game, but uh, unfortunately, no real hardware to go with it. Yeah, he. I mean, he also played on a an interesting Buffalo Sabres team most of his career, and he went to the Rangers for a little while. Started uh, off on the island. Yeah. Nobody yeah, really was playing there at the time either. The late 80s, they were just coming off their high. And f- he, he did have 1,013 points in 865 games. That's 15th all-time for points per game and 16th all-time for goals per game. Yeah, oh, pretty nice numbers. Yeah, real nice numbers. And he was an undersized guy, but yeah, it was concussions that ultimately led to his demise. 
Yeah, 32 years old when he retired. It's yeah, unfortunate. Pretty young. Uh, did you consider Cam Neely at all for this list? Not really. Yeah, I didn't either. I yeah. mean, he, he came into my mind. Uh, I just, yeah, he just didn't have the the prolonged stats. It was one of those guys that like some of the guys on this list, all of them played over 700 games, uh, except for one. All of them played over 700 games. Okay, on your list? On yeah. my list. All right. So this is kind of like eh, guys who had a decent career in terms of length, not guys who like, all right, you played four years and you you might have been great. It's still my, my list is still full of guys who were unbelievable players. They just had their careers cut a little short and they didn't play as long as some other guys. But uh, my number 10 is Alexander McGilney. Okay. Uh, LaFontaine's my nine, so not not too far off. McGilney with uh, 1,032 points in 990 games. He's, uh, you know, in in terms of like all-time rankings, isn't super high on goals per game or points per game, 34th and 39th. Uh, I included him on this list because, A, he's, I mean, he does have a 76-goal season to his name. Uh, Granted, he did tie for the league lead that year with Timu (laughs) Solani. But Alexander McGilney, too, uh, a, a Russian, and I actually the only Russian to make my list. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, sorry. There's two two Russians made my list. Two Russians. Uh, okay. Yes. I'm but interested to hear who the other one is. He, I'm pretty sure he's, yeah, he's Russian. Okay. Right? Yeah, I, the I, other guy is Russian. I don't know who else you're talking about. I think so. <laughs> Anyways, McGilney is, uh, I, you know, he when he came into the league, he... I think he was a little bit older too, so I think that's kind of what held him held him back. But he all, he ended up having this career where remember he won the Stanley Cup with the New York, New Jersey Devils. Oh yeah, and uh, he kind of later on developed a little bit of a defensive game, which is a uh, a unique thing for a winger. Not not too many wingers late in their career develop some defensive capabilities. So give him give him the tip of the cap for that. Uh, you're number nine. Yeah, uh, a Russian, one of two on my list. Uh, Pavel Bure. Yes. He is my other Russian. He is your other Russian. He's a little higher. A little higher, yeah. Uh, Just a little over point per game, but man, this guy, one of the best skaters I've ever seen enter the NHL. Oh, unbelievable. This guy's great. Um, Fifth all-time in goals per game. Yeah, freaking... Two, his second and third season just walks in with 60 goal seasons. Like, eh, no big deal. I'm just here to stay. Walks in with Vancouver. 60, 60, back-to-back, 100-point seasons to start off his career. Um, you know, in his second and third years. So uh, makes his mark in that he's going to be an elite player. And really, I mean, he never really slowed down looking at his numbers throughout his career, man. I mean, unfortunately, his career was cut short, but, you know, the his age of 31. were but, like, br- were just yeah, brutal. Maybe that's why he was so good at skating. He just, I mean, he wore them down to the nubs. Right. To the nubs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and fifth all-time in goals per game, but you've got, you've got uh, two guys ahead of him, Babe Die and Cy Denony, who both played less than 330 games. Right. So, I mean, it's it's almost an unfair... Like, yeah, they were really good for a certain amount of seasons. But, I mean, that's just so few games in comparison to what these guys are, are doing later on in the, the more modern era that it's hard to compare. But, I mean, yeah, really not many players even close to him in terms of goals per game. Yeah. And, and if you have something on Gretzky... You're doing pretty good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Doing pretty well. I mean, he's got two Rocket Richard trophies. Before he 
he even hits the age of 30. And I mean, in the modern era, I mean, the last 25, 30 years, you know, outside of like Gretzky's and Lemieux's, there's not too many guys that could say they did that. That's true. So that is very true. Yeah. If only that, if only that award had been an award when he was playing, it wasn't an award. I don't think what, right. When Gretzky, the Maurice Richard Richard trophy came in in like 2002 or one or something like that. No. Yeah. No. I'll look it up. Uh, my number. Well, I'll Your give number you number nine. I'll give you my number. Well, I already did. It, right. it was Pat Lafontaine. I'll give you my number eight, and you can look up when the Maurice Rocket Richard Trophy became a thing because I'm doing it. I can guarantee you that it wasn't a thing until I think 2001 is when 1999. Still, a 99. Okay, who was the first to win it? Uh, that's a good question. Let's pull it up. So my number eight is Peter Stastny. He's the only Swedish player to make my list. He had 1,239 points. In 977 games, he's seventh all-time in points per game, and uh, he kind of had a, I guess, a, a career where he's playing on some teams that eh, you're, you're not necessarily looking at them as teams that are just going to knock your socks off. He, he won uh, the gold with Team Canada in the 84 Canada Cup. Uh, but he was playing for the Quebec Nordiques all throughout the 80s, and then he comes to the Devils in the early 90s. And uh, right as the Devils start to get good, he gets shipped off to St. Louis. But in reality, his career over at that point. But, I mean, he had six straight 100-point seasons to start his career. Yeah, I don't even know outside of maybe Gretzky and Lemieux, you could actually the, say those were guys yeah. that could do that. There is only one other player who had the first three seasons. Okay. It's well, it's Gretzky and Lemieux and Peter Stastny and then like Mike Rogers. Mike Rogers. Who in reality, his first three seasons were like seasons five and six of his career. It's because he played the first four in the WHA. Oh, right, yeah. So, I mean, at that point, that's your prime. Right. So really, I, that hardly counts. That's like Panarin walking in and winning the Calder, right? right? Yeah, right. It's just, yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's a, I mean, unbelievable start to his career and, uh, you know, manages to, uh, granted, he comes in at a time where things were pretty good in terms of goal scoring. Right. You know, 109 points then isn't 109 points now. But, I mean, he's still, he's sixth in league scoring in his rookie season and uh, and he's third in scoring is his second year. So, I mean, he's he's not eclipsing, obviously, Gretzky. You've got Bossy ahead of him. Uh, you've got these these guys who were, uh, where, where Peter Stastny is like that next tier of guys. Uh, he's, he's eighth the following year, but I, or not eighth, sorry. He's, uh, no, he, he did, he led, oh, he led the Nordiques in scoring. Well, yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> click the right link. When links. you click the wrong links, that's what happens. Um, and when, when it doesn't, oh, he's second all time. Yeah. So basically he just doesn't beat out Gretzky. He's like number two guy all, all throughout the time. And, uh, so I'll, I'll tip my cap to that. It's not like, you know, you have these, some of these guys who all through the eighties, like Mike Rogers, who ends up with over a hundred points, but he's like 10th in league scoring. It's like, I mean, there's no, no knock on a guy who's 10th in league scoring. No, it's like putting up 70 points in today's NHL. Like right, there's right. no knock on You're it, still but. a really nice player. Right. No, you know, no, no, no one's going to deny that. But in terms of making an all time list, uh, Paul, Peter Stastny, probably the most underrated player on this list, mostly because he played for the Quebec Nordiques and, yeah. And they're no longer a franchise, so then that makes it so that no one's going back and pulling old Nordiques highlights. Because I mean, 
you just you don't really have that team. I mean, yeah, they're the Avalanche now, but uh, nobody's going back and right. You and don't really go past talking that about that history. Era. Right, right. Yeah. You go back to nineteen ninety five, ninety six, and that's that's where you. It was ninety five, ninety six when they came in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they won the cup their first year. They did. Pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say at number eight, I do as well have Peter Stasny. All right. Um, yeah, I did. I do feel bad for him because he does come in and play for a court, a Quebec team in an era where the West is dominated by Calgary and Edmonton at the time. And it's yep. like, yep. you know, what are you going to do at that point? And when you don't have barely any supporting cast around you, you know, you're not going to have a lot of success, even though statistically he was very successful. So, uh, yeah. So number he also had me. a playoff where he had 23 points in 18 games and another where he had 18 in 12. Not bad. And 10 and 5. <laughs> and 10 and 5. He was all, he basically was, you know, he had 105 points in 93 playoff games. That's, that's freaking that's good. Pretty darn. Yeah. That's pretty darn. Pretty uh, darn. Okay. So you're number seven? Yeah. Number seven for me is Maurice Richard. Did you ever find out who, who won the first Maurice? Oh, yeah. Uh, Timu Solani won it. And then Bure uh, won it the second and third years of existence. Okay. So Bure did actually win that. Yeah. Trophy. He won it twice. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that he won that later in his career. Yeah. Uh, so oh, I'm sorry, your number seven was yeah it was Maurice Richard. Maurice Richard. Yeah, okay. the first guy to ever do fifty and fifty. Yeah, fifty and fifty, and back so. when no one was scoring goals. Right, exactly. Like he, I mean, he has all these thirty goal seasons, but uh, right, he's, he's a little bit higher on my list. A little higher. Okay, yeah. I respect it. I mean, I'm no knock on him, but I mean, eight Stanley Cups. Come on, just a few, just a few. Just, <laughs> I mean, granted, you know, one in six shot and winning a cup, and when you, you know, you have the team that just. Basically, the like they had the draft, but things were a little, things were a little like slanted in Montreal's right. favor. Oh well, he's actually in our system. Yeah, we've had him signed since he was eight years old. It was like soccer in some way. Exactly. At the time, like you just you got they got every French Canadian player. It's like college football teams going to recruiting guys in junior high now. Right. And right. it's like what serious? Yeah, yeah, that's not fair. So and and that's part of the reason too why maybe he wasn't a little bit higher on my list because he played in an era where. The, the Canadians dominated so much that, you know, was he, I mean, no knock on him again. He was and a freaking amazing goal scorer, especially for the era. But, um, you know, he just, he, he was like a bad, a, he was a bad boy too. Like, I mean, he caused yeah. a lot of, yeah. Oh yeah. He caused a lot I mean, of trouble. 12, a lot of trouble, almost 1300 penalty minutes. So, uh, and also was, we're like, we're talking, there was riots because of him. So, <laughs> The league loved him. The commissioner right. was best friends with Maurice best Richard. Best friends, he says. Uh, my number seven was Pavel Bure, so we, we've okay. already uh, touched on him. I had him higher because of the points, the goals per game. I just think, I mean, essentially, he's third all time in points per game or goals per game. Yeah, and, pretty impressive. Uh, you're, you're in some elite company when the only guys ahead of you are Mike Bossy and Mario Lemieux, who will appear later in both our lists. I'm will sure. they? Oh, okay. I'm certain of it. Um, <laughs> My number, I'll, I'll move to my number six. Do it. Since, uh, since, yeah, we're here. I have Peter Forsberg as my number six. Peter Forsberg. Okay, he's yes. he's a few spot, a couple spots higher. Okay. Well, I'll tell you why he uh, why he lands where he lands. So Peter Forsberg, obviously an excellent team guy. I mean, here's a guy who uh, he you know he wins the cup twice with with the Colorado Avalanche in 96 and then again in what 2001 mm-hmm. uh, he has a ton of assists for how many games he played uh, lacks a little bit on the goals and I, I think there is something to be said about 
a guy who actually is the one putting the puck in the net as opposed to uh, the one who's dishing it off. No knock on him at all. He does have a heart trophy. He wins the heart in 2002, 2003, the year after Colorado wins the cup with 106 points uh, in his, his 29 goals to boot. He actually only scored 30 goals twice and he scores 30 right on the nose. Right. So not, not the, not the big goal scorer, really nice defensive player too. Uh, So, so I'll give him that. Uh, the reason why he was a little bit lower for me is, uh, I just, you know, other than the one year where I, where like, okay, yeah, you were the best player in the game that one year. I never really felt like Peter Forsberg above him, like well and away the best player in, in hockey, uh, other than that one year, I didn't feel that way about him. And so a little bit lower because I think my top five are players who were, absolutely the best player in hockey for a chunk of years okay i mean that's so, that's fair and it's my reasoning um <clears throat> you know i'm just gonna go ahead and say it because my number uh number six and number five you're just gonna you're probably gonna have flip-flop but number six for me is lindros eric lindros and, and he, number five is Forsberg. okay yep i do yeah. have eric lindros at number five and i will agree I, th- I think there were you know at least a year or two when you looked at lindros and you said okay he's the best player in the league right or or is probably one of the top two, three guys in the league. No, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, I, I kind of looked at the hardware. I, I saw Forsberg, you know, having the heart. He's got the Ross. He's got the Calder. You know, all these things. You know, Stanley Cups. So does Eric Lindros also had the heart. He had a heart too, yeah. No and Calder. A Pier- and a Pearson. Yeah, no no Cups though. Um, you know, even though, again, uh, Lindros could score the goals. But I think, to me, I, I watched Forsberg play, and I, I think his two-way game was very underrated. And the fact that he played with Sackick almost acted like a knock on him, where sometimes, you know, you look at, for example, Leon Dreisaitl right now. I think a lot of people, you know, maybe up until this year, kind of put a little knock on him because they're like, oh, this guy plays with Connor McDavid. Of course he's going to be freaking good. But now we're seeing this guy really is a freaking superstar. And I think maybe, you know, when you're Forsberg and you're playing second fiddle to a, a legend like Joe Sackick and, and you've got, you know, Patrick Waugh's shenanigans back behind you, your, your name kind of gets overlooked a lot. Yes, but you could also say that because of that, he had Joe Sackick, whereas Lindros had to be the guy. Sure. Um, also interesting about those the Calder Trophy voting. I just decided to look this up. Yeah, please. Uh, the guy who won the Calder was, of course, Timus Lani because he scored 76 goals. Well, of course. Uh, so, I mean, no knock there. He gets 100% of the first place votes. <laughs> he gets 50 first place votes. Uh, second was Joe Juno for really? the Boston Just Bruins. A guy you don't, uh, you don't a guy know. that I I tend to think about playing for the Washington Capitals because right. that's uh, who he was on the Capitals in ninety nine uh, ninety eight yeah when they when they play the Wings in the finals uh, he had a hundred and two point season but he's twenty five years old in his rookie year so our temp or Panarin situation the guy next ahead of him is Felix Potfan in net. So you got to love that a goalie beat yeah. out Eric Lindros. Fantastic. I th- and, and he was twenty one. So, but that, that's fine. Uh, Lindros was nineteen, by far the youngest. Solani's twenty two. Uh, the guy behind Lindros for voting, who got one third place vote, was Vladimir Malikov, who was twenty four. But I look at this and I'm, I see some bias in here. Obviously. There's no bias in a guy who scored 76 goals to win the Calder. He deserved to win the Calder. Uh, Joe Juno is 25, 
So you're not beating that home at all, are you? Yeah, I mean, if you're a good, if you're a good player, yeah, okay. So you're in the, you're already in the prime of your your career. Lindros comes in as a 19 year old. I think Felix Spotvin got some votes because it's Toronto. That is more than possible. I will give you that. However, it's Toronto. I, I and he had a nice, he had a pretty nice season. 25, 15, and seven, and that seven is back when there were some ties. So yeah, I mean, and he did have one assist. One assist. One assist. Stop it. Yeah. Um, you know what, though? The, the only knock I... And, and... And? Lindros pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, there was that. Right? So, the, was, so that's... Say that. he did you know how many people, people off, you're going to get going, well, I'm never giving him this. I'm never... And I'll bet you that people wouldn't... People ref, probably refuse to vote for him for the nor, the heart when he won it in, what, 94, 95, which is like yeah. two years later he wins the heart. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and, and with, with Lindros, too, you know, I, there was a lot of hype around this guy, too, just mu- much like Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby, where it's like, this guy's a generational talent. He's going to come in and, you know, lead this this team to Stanley Cup victory, blah, 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 all this, you know, garbage. And so, uh, all this garbage. <laughs> so I think maybe, you know, when he, he doesn't come in and have a hundred point season, you know, maybe they're like, Oh, well maybe he's, you know, a couple of the voters, I'm sure we're probably at the point where they're like, Oh, well, you know, maybe he's not the guy we thought he was. And, you know, again, like you said, Toronto media, we're like, we're going to give the guy the, you know, this guy some votes and, you know, so I, I mean, Again, Eric Lindros, a fine player, but to me, I, I think the Stanley Cups and, you know, kind of just, just give him a slight edge for, for Forsberg for me over, over Lindros. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll go to uh, my number four is a guy we already talked about. Yep. I have Maurice Richard. Okay. I have the Rocket much higher and I don't than hate number it four. At all. Uh, he is 13th all time for goals per game. And in there's some seasons, if, if uh, I, I don't know if I can, I can't just, I'm not going to be able to find it right now, but you can go back and you can look at goals per game in all the seasons. And I, I'm pretty confident that some of the lowest goals per game seasons are seasons where he's playing. Like the 50s were just, I think, the lowest scoring decade out of every decade, including the 90s. Uh, unless maybe you go, maybe if you take a chunk from like 95 to 2004, you might you might be able to contend, but even so, uh, I'm pretty confident that the fifties had some of the lowest scoring seasons of all time. And he's the guy leading the league consistently like top three in scoring every year. And he does 50 and 50. Very few people have ever done that. And, uh, and this is a time where, well, when he did 50 and 50, I, I don't know if they, I think they might've only, how many games did they even play? 60 games? No, yeah, barely. Yeah, yeah. So very, very few games. So it wasn't like a, you know, some some of these guys they get off to a hot start and they they go and they score a ton. You still have some of the season left and they they don't produce the rest of the way down. Yeah, he had fifty goals in fifty games because that's how many games he played was fifty games that year. So he could have gotten more goals, and that was the record for goals at that point too. So if he had if he had uh, stayed more healthy. He might have been able to score more goals, but uh, and if you look at him and his All Star voting, ironically, he never wins. He only wins one Hart Trophy. His whole career is forty six, forty seven, uh, but he has fourteen All Star votes, and all most of them are. I mean, let's so be many honest. of them are All Star one, All Star one, All Star one, All Star one. You're gonna pick the guy that can score some freaking. They can score score some goals, absolutely. Um, so he's my number four. Okay, awesome. Well, my number four, uh, guy that didn't even hit your just missed, didn't hit your list at all, 
Um, maybe I'm a little biased watching this guy play for so long, but to me, one of the best two-way guys to ever played the game, that's Pavel Dadzuk. Pavel Datsuk. Okay. 953 games, so just a little shy of that 1,000-game mark. Um, 918 points. A guy that, I mean, 73 overall in terms of points per game, 46th overall in, <clears throat> excuse me, in assists per game. So, you know, not a lot of point production, but this guy, like I said, the best hands, I one of the best set of hands I've ever seen in a hockey player. Certainly could steal uh, the puck yeah. from just about anybody. <laughs> best thief ever I've ever seen yep. play the game. And yep. uh, uh, like I said, just... One of the best all-around two-way guys. I mean, he's got four lady beings, three selkies, two cups to his name. So no knock on him, and he's still he's still very capable of playing the game at a high level, even though he's not in the NHL anymore. Yeah, uh, I can agree with him being on this list. Okay. It's a, it's a good it's a good name. He's far too high on your list, but I can agree with <laughs> him being on your list. Like uh, I said, a little hometown bias, but... Yeah, yeah, it's no problem. I mean, I mean the, the guys even below him won heart trophies. That's very true. Datsuk did not win a heart trophy. He trophies. did not. Do you think there was ever a season where he should have won a heart trophy? Yeah. I do think there were a couple seasons where... Um, Legitimately where he should have won a heart legit. trophy. Legit. 2008-2009, uh, he finished third in the voting for the heart trophy. But, um, you know, I look at the guys ahead of him... He, you had Alex Ovechkin, right? He wins the Hart Trophy that year. Um, the guy was 100 110 points. points. Malkin with 113 points ahead of him. goals. But yeah, again, I, I think what Dadzuk did on both sides of the ice was just way more impressive to me and still being able to produce at such a high rate where those guys were all offense, right? Malkin was, was not really there yet in terms of two-way game, and I, I still don't ever think he's anywhere near close to Dadzuk's level, at, even at his prime. But... You know, again, this is, uh, you know, I think a guy who at 30 years old maybe wasn't as impressive as the young, hot kids coming in Ovechkin because he was just, I mean, he was a machine when he sure. came in. He was impressive sure. the way he could just, I mean, I still remember that that goal. I think it was against Phoenix where he's laying on his back and just wraps it around his right shoulder, not yep. even looking. Like, he would just put up goals like that. And so, of course, you know, you're he's the sexy pick, and he was well-deserving of it, no doubt. But Yeah, he was going to win that. So, but I still wanted Dadzuk to win it. So well, that's fair. Uh, you know what's interesting? Looking at those Hart Trophy voting, we're just talking about Lindros, Lindros mm-hmm. in the ninety two ninety three season. Well, fast forward just shy of twenty years later, you go from having fifty first vote, fifty people voting, to in in that season there was a hundred and thirty four people voting. So the voting almost triples. Uh, to to that particular year, so I mean, it's just obviously there's far more people voting, which which is definitely good. Like, there's maybe less of a bias when you're in a position like that where you, you know, you you need to have people from every city voting in those those oh, trophies. Without it, no. And so when yeah, when you uh, you look at even now, just ten years later from there, you have over 170 people voting for the Hart Trophy. And that number is just going to keep on climbing up. I mean, I guess my question is how much do those trophies matter as compared to a trophy like the, uh, uh, crap, what's it called? The one where the players vote on it. It was called the Pierce. Ted Lindsay. Ted Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, if, if we could see how many, how many votes a guy gets for the Ted Lindsay award, that would be, that would be interesting. I don't think that they have that. I don't think that you can hmm. get the get the voting the stance for that. on that. Yeah, yeah. that's we'll be interesting. 
we will find that. Well, uh, let's continue moving up. I think our top three is going to be pretty similar. I have Mike Bossy at three. Yeah, same. Okay, Mike yeah. Bossy's third all-time points per game. First in goals per game. Very impressive. 1,126 points in 752 games. Just ridiculous. Just go listen to the podcast we did on the top 10 New York Islanders of all time. You will find us talking all about Mike Bossy. There's a wonderful plug. uh, I think, yes, you can can just go back and listen to that one. That one's a a good episode. And uh, deserving to be in the top three. I wish that I could watch him. I oh, feel I like wish I could have too. Like we have Ovechkin, you get to watch him. Uh, I just, I feel like there's a chance. Like if only you could watch those guys in tandem, oh, go man. at it. Like Crosby and Ovechkin, almost not a great comparison—a winger to a center. Like, right. Of course, the center is going to end up with more points. Like that's kind of how the game works. Everything kind of fuels out of the center, and if you get a really great winger, they can do some magic. Like basically, Kane and Ovechkin are the exceptions right in terms of well Kane in terms of producing assists but uh, not many guys are putting up the putting up the top numbers in the league that aren't centers it's just it just is what it is uh but Mike Bossy doing it yeah I really wanted to put him at number two for this but when I look at the guy ahead of him you can't you can't you and can't you, the it. hardware just I mean it's nasty it yeah it's it's really disgusting and so it's just it's very difficult to make the argument. Although I will say Mike Bossy for me is probably one of the best pure goal scorers I've ever seen play the game. I think I, I think I would have rather seen him play long-term than Ovechkin because I do think Bossy would have eclipsed the record and, and would have definitely been the all-time leading goal scorer over Gretzky. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. 573. If he had played double, like basically Gretzky played essentially double the amount of games, Mike Bossy, if he could have continued, he would have been, he would have been pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Ovechkin's gonna have a real tough time. Even though I do think he has a shot. He just has to keep playing. If he keeps yeah, playing, that's the thing. if he pulls like a Chris Chelios, he'd probably beat it. Yeah, forty-seven. Score there. a quick twenty well, I mean, goals. Yeah, and the way the, the NHL end. set up now too. I mean, he he can. I mean, we look at what Yager did a couple years ago when he was in Florida. I mean, <laughs> he was still productive. Yager kind of did that right before things got real fast. Yeah, real fast though. Yeah. So. Yeah, so oh, one guessing, thing one thing I wanted to mention, yeah. I actually thought just just the uh, the real fast. This made me think of this is that uh, in the 1980s, in the early 80s, there's some guys who like they have these crazy point totals, and I was trying to read about like, all right, why do these random guys have insane like Mike Rogers? Okay, prime example, a guy who uh, had just over 100 points. Obviously, a good player. If you get our 100 points in the league, something happened in the mid 80s where shifts got shorter. And all of a sudden, you had to play the game differently. And that's why you see a lot of these guys just fall off is because at some point, teams went, oh, yeah, if we have shorter shifts, then our guys are more fresh. Yeah. <laughs> and the guys that were they could play forever, mm-hmm. which apparently Mike Rogers was a guy who could play forever, he was, he was just as fresh at that 90-second, two-minute mark. Like, these guys are just taking ridiculously long shifts. Go back and look at... Uh, uh, well, I, can, I can think of his face. Guy that won Boston Bruins. The guy that won a bunch of uh, Art Rosses for the Bruins. Paul... Uh, who am I thinking of? Oh, my gosh. Horrible. Uh, guys just taking insanely long shifts. All of a sudden, they can't take long shifts, and now they are struggling, and they quickly find themselves 
out on the street. Esposito, Phil Esposito. That's who it is. I didn't look that up either. Nice. It just came to my mind. Glad you remembered that because uh, I was about to tell you. Yes. So <laughs> I, I, it's interesting though that shifts get shorter and certain players fall off the map. It's kind of the same thing. Like all of a sudden the speed goes up and some players are left in the dust. And some players really take advantage and they they brief like they find a career resurgence. So wow. um, okay, number two. Yeah, um, probably one of the top two defense well, definitely one of the top two defensemen of all time, depending on how you feel about Lindstrom, and that's Bobby Orr. I'm sorry, but Lindstrom is not better than Bobby Orr. Okay. We we'll have that argument one day. There's <laughs> six hundred and fifty seven games, he had nine hundred and fifteen points. That's insane i mean we'll i'll be honest with you he played he redefined the position in terms of offense insane redefined it and yeah the perfect human definitely didn't do that he just did everything right that's true he did do everything right yeah so but i mean frick and when we talked about well when i mentioned mike bossy and trying to put him ahead you look at this list of hardware for ore two cups three hearts how many defensemen three hearts i I know what the frick uh I mean, any other list. And, and would, frankly, the years he didn't win the heart, he, he was his rookie year. He was sixth in heart voting after that. He did not. And then he was fourth in his second year. After that, he was always in the top three for heart voting. Always. Always. Uh, of course, until, like once he falls apart, you know, we're not going to count the seasons. He played 10, 20 and six games. No. So. Yeah, a couple Art Ross trophies. Um, when has a defenseman ever won that since? Never. So, <laughs> sorry. Yep, yep. And his uh, his eight Norris trophies is just ridiculous. Yeah, if uh, yeah, I know that's just sick. So, yeah, if and and two Consmites and well, two yeah. playoffs and both times they won the cup. Oh, it was because of him. Yeah, had the guy ahead of him on this list that played 85 more games, this guy would easily be number one on the list. Oh, so. did he have 24 points in 15 playoff games? <laughs> Actually, I was Stop listening it. to people talk about Mario Lemieux and his QMJHL stats because, of course, I'm sorry, bad segue, but Mario Lemieux is our number one oh, obviously, all-time yes. in, in uh, points per game, all-time in sec, uh, second all-time in, sorry, second all-time points per game, second all-time Goals per game, 1,723 points in 915 games. And if he hadn't have come back in that like post little retirement thing, Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that his points per game, it was above two. He did have the record above two, (laughs) but he just came back for a minute and he, you know, I think he knew, all right, well, I'm going to lose that record to Gretzky if I come back, but he wanted to come back. Uh, he still put up a point per game pace when he came back anyways. That's Dude. freaking amazing. His let me just tell you what he did in his final year in the queue. In the queue. He played 70 games and he scored 133 goals. <laughs> You're scoring almost two goals a game. He had 282 points in 70 games. Four points a game. <laughs> Four points a game. Four points. Who has ever done that? Four points a game. I'm going to look that up right now. Uh, I believe in the playoffs, he played in 14 games, and he had 52 points in the playoffs. <laughs> 52 <laughs> Stop. points. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, by the way, oh, Mario Lemieux all-time points per game. Uh, third all-time for the Q. 
which is kind of ridiculous. A guy that made my list uh, is actually number one, but he only played a third of the games that Lemieux did, and that was Pat LaFontaine, 70 games, and he put up 234 points. But, I mean, still. Crazy. Both those guys, ridiculous. The Q Q has uh, definitely allows you to score. Yeah. Crosby, six all-time points per game in the Q. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nice I mean, there's there's no doubt though. Mario Lemieux definitely the uh, the best player to not play a thousand games. I don't. Yeah, if your your list is your top three is different than ours in any way, come at us because I, I want to hear this. I actually think there's a way that you can you maybe you could have or higher than Lemieux on this list if you re, like depending on how you value them. Uh, there also may be an argument to like for players under a thousand games, you're going to give this to Lemieux. Because he he at least played kind of close to a thousand games, and so he was able to put up a lot bigger numbers than Orr in those in that category. Sure, but on the other hand, you could say, I mean, Orr really is the prototypical like, hey, I didn't play very many games, but I still put up crazy numbers, and I was a what if type of guy. Like, right. even though he is considered top five players of all time he still is considered a like, man, if only this guy could have been healthy, he might've, he might've put up close to, he could have put up 2000 points. <laughs> Who knows what he would have done? Right. Who knows what he would have yeah, done? I wonder that about our, our entire top three. I mean, if those three guys had stayed completely healthy for 20 years in yeah. NHL, my yeah. goodness. It's crazy. Well, there is our, uh, our top 10 players to play under 1000 games. Let us know what you thought at, at OT hockey talk on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we will talk to you guys very soon.